Chapter sixty three of The Reason Why. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Oliva. The Reason Why by Robert Kemp Philp. Chapter sixty three. Twelve fifty four. What are vegetable gums? vegetable gums are secretions of plants which are generally soluble in water and which subserve various useful purposes gum arabic is one of the most important of this class of vegetable productions gutta percha is an invaluable substance lately added to the list of known vegetable productions it is obtained by cutting the bark of trees of the class called sapotasea its proper name is gutta pulo percha gutta meaning gum and pulo percha is the island whence it is obtained but gutta percha is not strictly speaking a gum india rubber is also a vegetable secretion improperly called elastic gum it is obtained from the milky juices of various trees and plants especially from the syringe tree of cayenne twelve fifty five what are vegetable resins vegetable resins are derived from the secretions of plants and are generally distinguished from gums by being insoluble in water but being soluble in spirits when one of these substances is soluble in either water or spirits it is called a gum resin twelve fifty six what are vegetable acids vegetable acids are chiefly obtained from fruit but also abundantly from wood by distillation thou art the god that doest wonders psalm seventy seven twelve fifty seven what is tannin tannin is a vegetable production obtained chiefly from the oak bark and from a variety of other vegetable sources it possesses the peculiar chemical property which renders it valuable in tanning leather twelve fifty eight what is opium opium is the produce of the poppy and is obtained from the seed twelve fifty nine what are vegetable dyes vegetable dyes are the various colors derived from the secretions of plants such as indigo madder logwood alkanet root etc twelve sixty what is silica silica is a mineral substance commonly known as flint and is one of the wonders of the vegetable tribes that although flint is so indestructible that the strongest chemical aid is required for its solution plants possess the power of dissolving and secreting it even so delicate a structure as the wheat straw dissolves silica and every stalk of wheat is covered with a perfect but inconceivably thin coating of this substance 
amid all the wonders of nature which we have had occasion to explain there is none more startling than that which reveals to our knowledge the fact that a flint stone consists of the mineralized bodies of animals just as coal consists of masses of mineralized vegetable matter the animals are believed to have been infusorial animalculae coated with silicous shells as the wheat straw of today is clothed with a glassy covering of silica the skeletons of animalculae which compose flint may be brought under microscopic examination geologists have some difficulty in determining their opinions respecting the relation which these animalculae bear to the flint stones in which they are found whether the animalculae in dense masses form the flint or whether the flint merely supplies a sepulchre to the countless millions of creatures that ages ago enjoyed each a separate and conscious existence is a problem that may never be solved and what a problem the buried plant being disentombed after having lain for ages in the bowels of the earth gives us light and warmth and the animalculae after a sleep of ages dissolves into the sap of a plant and wraps the coat it wore probably quote, in the beginning when god created the heavens and the earth and when the earth first brought forth living creatures close quote, around the slender stalk of waving corn twelve sixty one why is silica diffused over the stems of wheat grasses canes etc because it affords strength density and durability to structures that are very light and which but for this beautiful provision would be exceedingly perishable for in this mountain shall the hand of the lord rest and moab shall be trodden down under him even as straw is trodden down for the dunghill isaiah twenty five twelve sixty two why is guano a productive manure because it contains with other suitable elements an abundance of the silica skeletons of animalculae twelve sixty three why does a wheat crop greatly exhaust the soil because as well as the carbon and the salts which form the straw and the grain it draws off from the soil a great amount of silica twelve sixty four why is straw frequently used as a manure because it gives back with other substances a considerable proportion of silica in that form which adapts it to the use of the succeeding crop twelve sixty five why is the structure of herbaceous plants less consolidated than that of woody plants because for the most part herbaceous plants last only a single year they therefore do not require the enduring qualities of plants that have to sustain the influences of the elements for a succession of seasons twelve sixty six why are the stalks of plants of light structure generally cylindrical because the cylindrical form is stronger than any other a hollow cylinder with moderately thick walls is stronger 
than a solid rod containing the same amount of material twelve sixty seven why do the stalks of plants become hollow because the parallel and perpendicular fibers of the stalk are developed more rapidly than the horizontal the growth of the plant therefore consists of a kind of divergence from the center 1268 why are the stomata or pores of leaves generally placed on their under surface because being placed on the under surface they are shaded from the action of the sun's rays and so carry on the function of respiration more actively than if subjected to direct heat they are also protected from the injurious effects of dust and are moistened by evaporation from the earth's surface the trees of the lord are full of sap and the cedars of lebanon which he hath planted psalm one hundred four twelve sixty nine why have plants a formation of pith in their centre the pith is the chief organ of nutriment especially in the young plant it is the structure which first conveys fluids to and receives them from the newly formed leaf it communicates with every branch leaf bud and flower and also with the bark through the medullary rays which radiate horizontally from the centre of the plant it is the centre of the movements of the sap which occur in the horizontal vessels and it holds an important influence over the life of the plant twelve seventy why are trees covered with bark because the bark serves to protect the woody structure and also to give a passage to the descending sap which flows abundantly in the spring and out of which the woody fibre is formed it is also from its peculiar nature well fitted to endure the changes of the seasons for many years and from its non-conducting properties it serves to maintain the equal temperature of the vital parts of the tree twelve seventy one what is cork cork is the bark of a description of oak tree which grows in great abundance in spain italy and france twelve seventy two why does the cork tree release its own bark because it possesses a bark which is exceedingly useful to man and it seems therefore to have been the design of providence that the tree should cast it off to be applied to the wants of the human family for the cork tree does not discharge its bark by the mere cracking or exfoliation of its substance the tree retains the bark for a number of years until it has attained that consistency and thickness which renders it useful and then the tree forms within the bark a series of tabular cells which cut off the connection of the bark with the internal structure after which it peels off in large sheets and all the trees of the field shall know that i the lord have brought down the high tree have exalted the low tree have dried up the green tree and have made the dry tree to flourish i the lord have spoken and have done it ezekiel seventeen man assists this evident intention of nature by slitting the bark from the top of the tree to its base 
but even were this not done the bark would be cast off by the tree itself another proof of design in this useful adaptation of the cork tree is to be found in the fact that it thrives under treatment that would destroy other trees the cork tree will endure the barking process for seven or eight successive years the end of chapter sixty three